Boy's a legend. I fucking told everyone <laughs> from the start. Don't sleep on my man, Mal Party. You better not be offside. Welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am Darren, and if I am the storm, then behind me are the calm in Thomas, Martin, and Craig. How are you doing, guys? Yes, thanks, mate. Had uh, some time to think about it today. That's Back, on, storm. Back on. Back on. not funny, but uh, hey. Pretty much free time on Google, I think you had today. I think it's come up with that one. <laughs> I had no time on Google today. I have been busy, <laughs> annoyingly. Um, Did you hear today that um, it's Google's birthday today? Google is tw- 23, yes, it is, 23 years old today. I was telling my daughter in the car, we heard it on the radio, and it was like, hang on a minute, I was in secondary school when Google came out. Like, what the hell? Don't, uh, don't even think about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you were probably, what, in college? Yeah, uh, yeah. 98? Yeah, roughly that. That's really depressing. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, old timer. Never mind. Thanks very much. Yeah, appreciate that. Great. <laughs> I'm 39 next month. Fucking yeah. Peak time, you don't look a day over 38, you're fine. Uh, well, that's the pod done. Cheers, guys. <sighs> yeah. Hello, how are we all? <laughs> well, I'm great. Arsenal won the North London derby, so I am fantastic. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I and was... the best part, well, I was going to say the best part, the worst part in the one hand was that I didn't actually get to watch the game live. Like I was watching updates on my like just literally getting updates on my phone. I was at oh, the mother in laws it was her birthday. Uh, so I was up in Leicester and um, yeah, just had that do- dodgy reception and everything like that. So I just was catching the goals in the video. But you know what? Most important thing was the win. So, you know, if it means that I don't watch it and they win, I didn't, I didn't even care. I just didn't care. I was just so happy that they won uh, and convincingly sense. as well. So. Well, I nearly, I ne- well, I say I nearly, I wanted to clip what you said last week about them winning it. You remember you said, oh, and I yeah. was going to do it and I was going to play it and say, <laughs> hey, you were right. But like I said, I've had no time because I'm, I'm in sales last week of the month and that is just nonstop. I, just, I got on about half an hour ago to update everything and that was pretty much me. Um, so yes, congratulations. It was, a, it was a great game. I did get to watch it. Actually, Good week so, uh, for us lot, wasn't it? Obviously, Villa won as well. I, I didn't yeah, get to see the game either, but um, and the, the double whammy of celebration that Ronaldo blanked and Villa won. I couldn't believe my uh, good fortune because I was fearing yeah, the worst I'm, on Saturday. I'm, I'm less happy about that. Mm. <laughs> Black, he was your Blackburn captain, wasn't he? Mighty Blackburn, yeah, Blackburn won 5 1. And yeah. Red, Red, Reading won as well, despite having eight midfielders, two defenders, and a goalkeeper <laughs> on the pitch. Strangest <laughs> formation in the world. <laughs> Guardiola took over at Reading then, as he might. Yeah, I missed that like one. It. <laughs> it looks like everywhere. it. But we've it got was... a keeper getting goal. It was it was Maverick. Yeah, that was a big win for us. Academy the academy keeper in goal as well. So since since he's come in, we've won away at Fulham and then at home to Middlesbrough with so all these injuries. So um, yeah, yeah, buzzing for Reading at the moment. I was actually yeah. at Aston Gate. I was actually at Ashton Gate this weekend. I was watching Fulham for the second week in a row. Funnily enough. Um, but so uh, yeah, because uh, I live in Bristol and there was a spare ticket going with some of some of my mates. So I went along to Ashton Gate again. So you still haven't won at home since January, so I couldn't change Ooh, that for them. Fucking what a criminal record. Right. Today, 
running order. Quite simple, guys, really, today. We are obviously going to look at how we did in FPL and Sky first. Uh, we have got your questions to answer, and as you can see, we're going to have a look at... We were talking recently about the best... What's happened? So take Saar, for example. Saar, coming, Saar doing well in the last couple of games... And it's try we we're looking at catching the players before they do well. So not off like based off data, but literally like can we can we capture them before they start doing well? Because a lot of what happens normally is you get a player who does well for a game or two and you put him in, but you've missed a game or two because you know they've already played it. So uh, we're going to be looking at them. So we've got some data on on we've got a player each to 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 talk about um for that. I do, do feel a bit bad for everyone that's got Sar in now, having played like point three extra for him and missed like two lots of double-digit halls, it kind of seems a bit worthless now, doesn't it? A little yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, well, that's, the, would... that's the point, isn't it? Let's let's try and do the opposite of that, yeah. Yeah, let's try it. So, preemptive instead of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, proactive instead of reactive. <laughs> let's say one of us can get one. If, if, if we get one right between the four of us, I feel that's... Uh, I'll count that as a success, I think. Absolutely. Right. Should we have a look how we did in FPL? Yep, yep. Right, that's that done. Should we have a look? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off. So you put last week's who... graphic back up again, Darren. Is that last week's graphic again? No, because I did <laughs> badly last week. <laughs> I did so, terrible this um... week. Unless Mal Pai pulls out a, third, a second half hat trick, I'm in trouble. Darren, obviously some people are listening on audio, so would you like to read out the scores? Yeah, I got a abysmal 32 this. Well, I'm on 33 at the moment. And if Malpai does something more. But yes, I'm on 33. Uh, Thomas is on 55. Uh, Martin's on 60. And Craig is on 50. Do any of you have Brighton or Palace players in FPL? Yeah, no, I've got Livramento to come off the bench. So I'll finish on 62. That's it. Brilliant. Okay, nice. I, I've got Sanchez in goal, who sadly didn't save Crystal Palace's penalty. Um, so I'm on 56 at the moment. Um, possibly we'll get, it might, it might go up to 57 if he doesn't let another goal in and he gets to 60th minute. Um, but I think Crystal Palace are pretty much dominating this game uh, from the glimpses of it that I've seen second half. Um, but yeah, 56 for me currently. And just so you know, the current average showing on the site is 38. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a low scoring week. It's a low <laughs> oh, scoring week. It is. It is. Yeah. But to, for, I mean, obviously, Martin is one of the people that did benefit. Um, I was doing really well on the Saturday, but the the likes of um, Jimenez, Saar, well, lots of people having a Wolves defender um and those are people that sort of punted on the likes of Saka or Emma Smith Rowe and stuff, um, jumped up a bit yesterday as well. So yeah. I did have a big rank rise and it's gone down a bit now. I'm still I'm happy. I've had a solid week. Obviously, I said last week I was going to roll my transfer because I thought that would be more use. Chelsea's good run coming up. So, yeah, that's paid off. I mean, there's no, no, there's no move that I feel like I should have made. The only, the only thing that was I was thinking maybe was Tony out for Adam Armstrong. So, but I just, I just had that sneaky feeling that Tony could get something against Liverpool, and the two free transfers this week would be better. So, that was a great game, um, yeah. And obviously, the a, a haul from Cancelo—that's what's that's really uh, done it for me this week. Obviously, you got a clean sheet, assist, three bonus away at Chelsea. So cool. that was tasty. Salah captain, Jimenez um, off and running. Jimenez off and running. So yeah, it's been, a couple of weeks ago. Don't jump sim- on him. Sim- similar to what we said, really. We said, didn't we? You know. Um, uh, you know, he hasn't done anything yet, but you want to try and catch these players before they start scoring points. 
he's off and running now and he's got Newcastle this week. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I won't be jumping on him and just yet. Have you guys... So I've made two transfers to go into next week. I don't know if anyone else has made any transfers. Yeah, I've made two transfers already, yeah. Okay. We've all gone early this week, unusually. Yeah. I haven't made any, personally. But that is partly because I did just wildcard. So I didn't plan on making any. And then the one player I was considering possibly taking out, I already didn't take out. It was um, Torres and he did his, he had his price drop last night. So I may well just sit on him now and just have the two free transfers next week and possibly do three transfers um, next week when I've got two free transfers, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, nothing for me. And I don't think I'm going to do anything. Nice roll, yeah. So I, I had two transfers because um, I only made one last week and I had two, so I've, I've rolled really in an effect. So I've got I had two and I've taken out Traore and Jota and I have put in Rafinha and uh, Saka. Oh, the old reactive transfer, Darren, that we've got to talk about. <laughs> um, no, well, I mean... <laughs> I had that was Saka. last season's Darren. That was he's a new man now. Yeah, I had Saka before, um, and I remember I got rid of him because he wasn't doing anything. And believe it or not, he still didn't do anything for a few games. And I needed him to get Jota in. Um, I got rid of him to get Jota in, so I, I did that. Um, I mean, I, I'd say at the time I made that move, Jota paid off more than Saka has. So. Yeah. You know, now I've got I've got Saka back in now because Arsenal have I've got a nice run of games and you know he's he's pretty nailed and playing really well. So I, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. I did I do have I I bearing any issues. I think next week will be the time I get potentially Ronaldo out and get someone. New. Uh, I did want to potentially make that move this week, but yeah. I did. Rafina's got a really nice run of games coming now, isn't he? So, yeah, um, exactly yeah definitely understand that move. And I, then Jota for Saka. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He could be a rank killer Rafina now, I think, going forward a bit. Yeah. Um, and then and then Jota. I, I, I actually transferred Jota out as well, so I'm not criticising it at all. But I do think that he's he has played very well. And I do... I agree. I do think he could still stay in the team. But, um, but yeah, there's... It is a risk, and there are other things going on. And so I took him out. So, um, but I think if you're if you're thinking you might leave him in, I think that's all equal. I think that might be equally valid for a little bit as well. But yeah. um, obviously, it's, it's tough though. It's Man City this week, so I understand why people are doing it. I'm holding. I've got. I looked at my team this week, and I had triple Liverpool in it. Obviously, playing Man City. I've got Yota, Salah, Trent. I've got Armstrong, who I got in last week, and Livramento uh, playing. Chelsea, Chelsea, aren't they? Southampton, and yeah. I've got and I've got um, Ferran Torres still. Six players that I didn't really like the look of this week. I've already done short of Rudiger. I did that on Sunday night, thinking that there'd be some price changes both ways with them two. But I haven't taken a hit yet, and it's becoming one of those things. I really don't want to take a hit this year. I'm obviously doing really well, like rank wise, and it feels like being fairly well organised and not not taking hits has been quite valuable to that. But I. I don't think I can go without Rafinha. So I think Torres to Rafinha is quite likely for a minus four. I'm not, I've not done it yet. Um, and I've got Torres at seven million. So if he, the fact he's dropped doesn't impact me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably want a little bit more information about how fit Rafinha is. Obviously, he's played the last two games with mm. issues around how fit he was. He's made it. But if there is an underlying problem and there's a risk that he won't play this game, or even if it's he's playing through the pain barrier and he's like one small thing away from a longer-term issue... I may hold off. So I'm not in a massive rush to do that. 
I kind of think they'll play in, in the, you know, if he can play, he'll play until the international break and then he probably won't go away. And then, you know, hopefully then it'll be 100% the other side of the international break. That's what I'm hoping. Anyway. I think it's going to be worth the minus four from Torres, I think, in the long run. So I probably will end up doing it, I think, but just not yet. And say so it gives me another player I actually want to be playing this week rather than a load of players with bad fixtures. I have got four people yellow flagged in my team at the moment, <laughs> which is Raf, Mount, Shaw and Basuma. Sure, I think I don't think we actually had anything confirmed, but we haven't. All the why. talk was that people were just kind of taking him out. Yeah, so I, I kind I, of assumed that it must be something. I'm quite. Happy I think, I think him, people, were, people were keen to move him to a Chelsea defender anyway. I think even if he even if he was yeah fit. yeah I, I agree. I totally I totally looked at my team making. I knew I was going to make two transfers, and I looked at the team last night, and I just thought I've got a Chelsea defender already. I ha- I've got three Chelsea players already. Do I really want to get rid of Shaw when I need to really get rid of Torre? Jota, I, as like you mentioned, could have I could have held Jota, but I just felt that I needed the money from him, and I de- like he was the next in line after to- after um, Traore, who by the way was the worst fucking shout anyone's ever done in FPL. <laughs> he will never grace my team again. I'm so annoyed I picked him in Sky just because of the coverage. Oh, I spent all pre well. I spent all preseason saying to people that he's a bit shit, really. And then I picked him just because he covered a few small game days. Yeah. I was, yeah. I I I had him in Sky anyway as well. So fuck him. <laughs> um that, that's Triore. Fuck him. Um should we answer FPL questions or should we jump into Sky and then do the questions as one? Uh how do you want to do it? Let's do no, let's do FPL questions. Um why not? Let's do a few questions. Okay. Um, also, uh, Adam has put a question in the chat, just saying, um, uh, is to- does he think that Tomiyasu is a um, option on a wild card? If- Obviously, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'll let you guys speak first. Very quickly on that one, if, if he was nailed, then I thought he was pretty lively. Actually, very quick, quicker than I thought. He- he is nailed. I would. I would just put that one out there. We have that. We have no right back that is anywhere near as good as him. He is a hundred percent. Oh yeah, nailed. of course he is. Because Bellerin's gone, hasn't he? Yes, Bellerin has yeah. gone on loan. Then, to, yeah. Uh, then uh, ultimately, yeah, Valencia or Sevilla. I can't remember. Um, he's yeah. Then I, I do think he's an option. He's probably only four point five million, right? Mm, I feel like he's five. Or is he five? Um, okay. I thought that's quite expensive considering Ben White was four point five. But okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can see why. I, I do think Tierney's still the better option, and that's who I have. Um, but yeah, you can. Sorry, make no. Tommy Esso is four point five. Yeah, then you can. Make Tierney case is four point nine now. Yeah, he's dropped one. He dropped a point one. Um, so yeah, I'd say maybe. It's not an option for me. I don't think as much as I'd rather have White. What's White four point four now? I think, I think I'd rather so, yeah. save that point one. I think, but it, it seems like Arsenal are going to play. They're obviously going to play a back four, but Tierney's got all the license to get forward. And I think Tommy Asu is almost like a third centre back, really. All the attacking plays are going to come down the left. So yeah. I think he's not going to give you any attacking returns or very few attacking returns, I think. So he's obviously a solid, a safe starter in a reasonably good team. So if you're just if you happy with that, then obviously he's an option. But I think you might as well save the point one and have White, mightn't you, if you're going to do that? White spot, you know, times 10 the ownership as well. So, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you did have a game where White... And Tommy Asu didn't, then obviously that would hurt you. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a minor consideration, but it's again, it's just another argument to say you may as well get white, I think. True. Fair point. Thanks, Adam. 
thank you adam yeah uh thank you for watching uh so fpl joel has said are there any seven to 9.5 million mids that you predict will emerge as good options over the next few weeks it feels like there's a very few options about in that bracket at the moment he's not he's not wrong actually looking at the stats shall i just read through the players that he could you could potentially have in that in that in that field because there's not many of them yeah Yeah, there's literally about 12 isn't it yeah so sancho mares havertz Grealish, pulisic foden pogba jota greenwood zayech mount pepe gundawan and torres now for me considering how well palace seem to be playing at the moment and somebody scoring for them who i normally can't fucking stand but wilfred zaha is 6.9 so close enough to seven. Um, he's not a bad shout. But if you look at the high scorers in those, in that bracket, you've got Torres, who we've discussed quite a lot. You know, I think he's not a bad option. Um, Grealish, again, has scored quite highly. Then you've got Jota, who we think will, you know, his time could be slightly limited with Firmino coming back. Greenwood, you know, he, again, option. Pogba is the other high scorer. You know, he's he's got quite a few assists, but how long can that be you know he's not sustaining the game in game out is he and and let's be fair man united recently have looked pretty poor that's kind of it the only other one that's quite high scoring is Grealish, who i'm considering myself for a man city player coming up that's it really i, I think if Gre- you guys have got any thoughts on any ones that could emerge as good options i think Grealish is an option and i think i think mount and Havertz. obviously chelsea have got a crazy good run coming up yeah sorry mount of course i've got mount in every team Mount. We're going to we're going to talk we're going to talk about the Chelsea midfielders in a minute anyway. So yeah. perhaps we'll perhaps we'll, we'll wait for that. that. But yeah, yeah, I'll go Grealish for that. I think he's, he's second only to Bruno for chances created from midfielders this year. Um, and also, there's only five midfielders in the game that have had more shots in the box than Grealish. Combine those two things with the fact that I think he's probably him and De Bruyne are the two nailed midfielders for me. I don't think he's going to miss too many games, even with Foden coming back. I, I think they see Foden more as a sort of a central midfielder now, I think, to replace the, the old David Silva role. Or they may play him as a false nine. I think Grealish is pretty safe in that team. So they've got good fixtures coming up. He's as narrowed as anyone in that team. And he's creating chances and having shots in the box. He's my logical replacement for Yotta. I think I want Yotta to play Watford. So they've got, obviously, the game this week and then they've got Watford after. I think I want to see if Watford plays the, uh, Yotta plays that Watford game. I think it's a good Probably chance. after that game, I think Grealish will come in for me, I think. Fair point. Uh, anything else before I swap question? No? Okay. No. Regular listener Dempsey has said, outside of the obvious Chelsea and City, which teams are you interested in covering defensively in both FPL and Sky? Oh, that's crept into the FPL question. Um, do you know what? It's, it's a difficult question because like Man United, I thought would have been defensively quite well, but they just get, they just seem to concede one every game. Liverpool seem to concede one. It's like, well, all three if you if they're against Brentford. But for me, it's well, does anyone have defenders outside of Manchester? Well, everyone would. But like, what defense sort of defenders do people have outside of Chelsea and Man City? Uh, I've because I've got I've got double Chelsea and double Man City. So the only other defender I have is um, Trent. Nice. Yeah, so I've got Trent as well. So Trent. not not getting rid of Trent. No, no. I think I've it's quite hard. I think Trent, Rudiger, and Cancelo. I think seem like a logical three for most people to have now. Yeah, so that's I've probably got... alongside one cheap one. I would imagine Livermento or Duffy or someone. I would imagine most people have got. I know Thomas hasn't, but no. I think that'd be quite a common sort of budget mid defender. So there's literally only one space left, isn't there? If you if you do think Cancelo, Rudiger, and Trent are sort of mm. compulsory almost. Yeah. 
So I've I've got almost that. So I've got Cancelo, Trent and Christiansen rather than Rudiger. And then Livramento will obviously stay in the squad. And then my other one's La- uh, Loughton. But, it's, you know, to me, until I wildcard, he's not worth a transfer out. Um, Burnley, will, you know, he's not going to play that often. I'm going to start him this week at home to Norwich. Um, but, yeah, he's not, not worth a transfer out. But, yeah, like Craig said, I've, I'm Cancelo, Trent and Christiansen. So uh, see, see that logic. Yeah. So my, my Who's your other one, Darren? I've got Samedo at the moment as my other one. Yeah, so I've got Samedo. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any Man City defenders, which I need to rectify, and I want Cancelo in at some point. But I've got Tierney, Samedo, Christiansen, Shaw, and Alexander Arnold. Now, I think Shaw will be Shaw and Samedo will be leaving eventually. Um, like I said, Cancelo will be coming in, and I think one of the cheap ones, like you mentioned, Livramento for. I think I'm going to hold Samedo for now. They had, they had that one really bad game against Brentford, didn't they? But I was back on it again defensively yesterday. Yeah, you I mean, I, I would hold, hold Samedo as well. Oh, Thomas, sorry, mate. No, no, I was just going to say, I personally would hold Samedo as well because he, I don't know if you got him at 4.9 or at 5, but I mean, he, I think, you know, Wolves have got, um, their next three games aren't too bad. No, uh, They are Newcastle, Villa, Leeds. I could imagine if, if they keep, uh, maybe two clean sheets out of three or one clean sheet, but he maybe gets some sort of an attacking return of some sort. I can see him easily going up in price. I think that's what you're looking um, for. You just mentioned Newcastle and Leeds. You probably got more scope for attacking returns and defensive ones probably in, in mm. those games. Yeah. I mean, just looking at um, ownership, Shaw is still to, to, at this point the most highest owned defender. Um one that's in there, which I haven't actually noticed in any teams, I think maybe it might just be that sort of, um, might be in a lot of dead teams or something, is Cresswell at West Ham. He's owned by 15% or 15.3% of teams. I wonder if that's just people that have picked teams at the very start of the season based on who did well last season. Um, because, yeah, I mean, when I see people sort of sharing their teams on on Twitter and stuff like that, I don't seem to ever spot them in teams. Um yeah, no, that that just kind of stood out, and obviously no one's mentioned Alonso, um, even though we've spoken about Chelsea. But I mean, in terms of form, yeah, he's in great form as well. I think it's hard to, in for Dempsey's question. I don't think I don't think there's an answer for FPL. I think it's Chelsea, City, three yeah. three from those Trent, and then a cheap one. I don't think there's yeah. really scope to really mess around with anyone. I don't think there's anyone fixture wise to really jump on. Sky, there might be a few more options. Obviously, I think Pinnock's quite cheap in Sky. I know Brentford's immediate fixtures aren't great. But they do seem to build up play quite a lot. It feels like down their left. So Pinnock's probably the most likely to get passing tiers in that team. He's obviously got a little bit of goal for it as well. And he's like 6.1. So I, I think for Sky, he's an option if you need a cheap defender. I think I'd probably prioritise him over anyone else at 6.1. Um, bueno is, is a good option in the midfield if you wanted a Brentford. And that's the thing you've got to think about as well, isn't it? Is is having teams covered. So you probably wouldn't want two Brentford. And I'd, Probably prefer Bueno over Pinnock, but no, it's a good shout though. Okay. Only for Sky, so I wouldn't do it in FPL, even if he is 4.5. Yeah. No, but um, well, I believe that was the last FPL question. I believe Sky is where we're heading now, guys. So, should we how should we see how we did in Sky? Yes, this is obviously. Better. Well, uh, we've all got at least what in fact, I don't know if anyone's got more than one, but we've all got one captain playing right now. Yeah, mine's doing nothing <laughs> as far as I who's know. His, who's is yours, Darren? Malpai. Oh, you haven't missed that. Uh, yeah, well, currently it's still 1-0 to Crystal Palace. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Aaron's um, got him in everything. He tried to get him in Gaffer as well, but they wouldn't let him have him. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> he doesn't play for anyone in the championship. <laughs> all those 
midweek games. You would have thought Brighton could have sent him down the coast to Bournemouth or something. Yeah, rude to be fair. Um, so this is how we do it. How we did in Sky this week. Look at that. You know, you laughed at me FPL, but Sky's much better. I'm on 64 at the moment with Malpai playing, so not too bad. Um, Sky. I think it was a disaster last week, wasn't it? Sky for me. So this week's much better. It didn't look much better. I just got again. I got my captaincies right. Yeah, it's been a t- it's been a tough week this week. I think like seeing on Twitter and some of the uh, some of the streams I've watched. I think there's a lot of uh, um, experienced sort of top managers. So we say that struggled a bit this week. Um, so I'm not going to panic too much. That um, pretty average score because it seems to be quite common. And it's not hurt my rank too much. Um, but yeah, I got Gallagher playing tonight. So I brought Gallagher in for Traore. Um, so yeah, I like the look of my team without that orange wanker sat there. Um, <laughs> but I was going to do, I had in my head, I had in my head a couple of weeks ago when Webster got injured. But tonight I would do Webster to Gallagher and play three at the back for a bit. But Traore is annoying me so much. I'm just going to ride Webster. Um, you know, worst case scenario, I hope he'll be back after the international break. I always, when I picked him, I thought, well, there's a seven million season keeper. So if he misses three, four games, that's not the end of the world, really. Um, so I've just gone Priore to Gallagher. Um, I'm going to ride the Webster injury as long as there's you know no bad news that it's worse than we thought. And uh, and then yeah, that's it. That's it. So Gallagher's on ten points as captain at the moment. I got him as well. I got him in for Webster change formation. I went three four three and did Webster to Gallagher. So I'm up to sixty three now with Gallagher's ten tonight. So. Not too bad. So everyone's suffered the same way this weekend, haven't they? Everyone's probably got Ronaldo captain, Kane captain, hence why the scores are so bad. Yeah, but anyone uh, took a risk we... with a Salah or an Antonio or something as captain. Well, um, Chelsea, the Chelsea getting one point as well. Chelsea defenders getting one point as also. So I, I mean, took Ronaldo out and put Aubameyang in. Inspired, yeah, that, was... that one. That's inspired. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I took Ronaldo I... out, put Aubameyang in and made him captain as well. I wasn't going to make him captain, but I did. And uh, yeah, that worked. Yeah, I mean, I did something similar in that I took out Salah and brought in Aubameyang and made Aubameyang captain. The thing it's that, similar. that frust- it's exactly the same, which is a different. Page. Well, no, it's for Salah. <laughs> but the thing that you know, hindsight and all of that, is that previous to that, my captaincy was on. Um, I own Saar as well, and he was my captain. Um, and I took the captaincy off of him. Yeah, the Wolves goalkeeper who scored yeah. 15 points um, and put it on Aubameyang instead. Um, so Aubameyang got nine points. So I got 15. So I missed out on a on a few more points there. Um, I have Gallagher captain tonight as well. Um, so I'm currently sitting on 85. Those are the breaks, a- aren't they? Sky has got to be annoying. Yeah, 85, yeah. Uh, That's going to be annoying with these managers that end up with a default captain on a random Sunday, like Saar yesterday, just captain him because literally had no one else and then they get 30 points off them. Yeah. It'd be quite oh, frustrated yeah. if they sort of... Over his, se- over his season, though, it'd be, it'd be... You'd hope you'd hope that the planning will work out, but... but hey. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I did bring in Saar overhaul for that game. I, I was going to captain him because I was going to avoid Arsenal players. Um, certainly until after the Spurs game. I was looking at bringing in Aubameyang before the, um, sorry, for the two single game days. Um, but then I just, I've just felt quite confident um, lately about Arsenal um, in this fixture. And, you know, I personally, yes, it's fantasy, so I should look past team bias and whatever. But I genuinely, I wouldn't have brought in Kane yesterday personally because I didn't think 
a he's in form and and b he was playing against Arsenal who who are so um, I felt it was a tough one for me. I did bring in Kane in the end, but it was it was more than just about yesterday for me when I looked at my my little yeah, spread. I mean, if you're if yeah, if you're going to hold um, him, then that's different. There was there were there's there's like another three days where I think I want to captain him between now and you know uh, with the fixtures that we've got. Um, yeah. Whereas Aubameyang, that's not really the case. Obviously, we've got the double Arsenal coming up, but I can you know, because it because it is a double. I'm happy to do an in and out for that. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, Kane, Kane, and say right, right up to the first of December, I think we've got the fixtures too, haven't we? I think there's maybe three occasions where I might captain him if he can find some form. So yeah, yesterday was disappointing, but I still hope in the long run that it will it will be okay. But yeah, I mean, I still have the orange wanker in Sky. I'll uh, I'll be getting rid of him when I make my transfers. I just don't know when I'm going to make them yet. Really. Um, Are you holding Kane, Darren? I don't have Kane. I thought you said you brought him in. Aubameyang. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I brought Aubameyang in for Ronaldo. Um, I'm holding Aubameyang, obviously. I didn't just bring him in and captain him for a punt. You know, I think they've got a couple of single game days. So, um, yeah, I'm all right to to hold. uh, um, Yeah, I'm all right to hold that. Um, So, for me, I don't know who Triori is coming in for yet. I need to work it out. Maybe potentially a Man City player. Really, I might do two transfers, but who knows? Yeah, I actually don't own any as well. Here in a second, because the sky questions about Ben Rama and Gray and kind of in the same price bracket as Traore, aren't they? So yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get onto them now, Craig. We've hmm. all done very, we've all done very well at Sky anyway. I think this week we can be proud. I think we're above the average. Um, and that does bring us to our Sky questions. We've only got one actually, and it is from FPL Buddy, and he has said, funny enough, what Craig just said. Ben Rama and Gray replacements. I've already got Sar. I don't have Sar actually. Not bad shot. <laughs> mm. Well, I've I've bought in Gallagher as a midfield transfer. So yeah, I mean, I I mean, I would say Ward Prowse. Uh, I can't remember if the the price in terms of compared to the other two guys. Um, but Ward Prowse is is generally a good Sky asset. Um, he does just tick along nicely. He does like a shot. He's on free kicks. Um, and remember, you can earn points for shots on target. Um, they don't have to go in. So, you know, if you get a certain amount of shots on target, you can you can be earning yourself um, some points there. Um, so, yeah, we'll press for me. I'll, I'll say Smith Rowe. I think I, I don't really like Arsenal midfielders in Sky in the sense I don't. I think they're all going to struggle to get bonus points. I don't get any of them get the passing tiers or anything. But at least if you get Smith Rowe, it looks like he's going to play, and it ticks off that double, doesn't it? That they're going to have coming up. So I'd probably maybe move to him a little bit early. I think Saka and Odegaard are a little bit more pricier than Ben Rama and Gray, so you may not be able to afford that. But I think Smith Rowe is cheaper than both, so I'd probably just move to him early and then reassess after that. Villa game would probably be what I would do. Yeah, I think okay. I think we've discussed the main sort of people in the midfield we'd want going forward. You're looking at sort of Mount, potentially Saka, um, Torres. I don't know, really. You um, definitely want Rafinha, I think, in Sky. Rat- if you Laf- got yeah, him. 100%. So I've, I've already got him, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh... I mean, yeah. Um, if you don't have a, if you don't I mean, have I can a... understand Ben Rama, like Ben Rama and Gray replacements. I mean, I can understand Ben Rama. Gray's been doing okay though, right? For Everton, I think people yeah, are thinking like their it. runs kind of ending now, and it's time to move off. They've had, they've had their good little stint. I think the only thing to take into consideration with Everton though is, is surely. I remember when DCL got injured; it was he's he's out. It's supposed to be out for two, three weeks. So surely he's coming back soon. Um, 
Gray is a better asset when DCL was on the pitch, I would have thought, just like Townsend, because, you know, they're putting in crosses and he's more of an aerial threat than, than any other striker that they have. So I would have thought that um, DCL coming back should should only help the likes of um, Gray and, not Gray, what's his name? Yeah, Gray and um, Townsend. Yeah, Gray. The other name I'll put out there is in my B team in a minute is Declan Rice. He's quite cheap. He's like low seven millions, but he, he seems to get some sort of tier in every game, passing or tackling. He obviously got the assist the weekend as well, even though he passed the ball to Antonio about 50 yards from the goal. So um, maybe maybe one to consider as well, just as someone who can just sit there and keep ticking over. Nice. Not a bad shout, actually. I do quite like that one. Um, okay, perfect. That is the Sky question. So before we do well, our gaffers and gaffer questions, which we do have the most of today, should we jump in and do our players, the ones to what, the ones to catch before they're hot? Yep. Yep. Perfect. Who's going first? Put an image up, um, Darren. Yeah, whoever, whoever comes up. Come on. Right. There you go. Who's it going to be? Remember who's is who's. Mount, that's me. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm going. For, I'm, I've gone for Mason Mount. Obviously, we spoke about Kovacic last week as a more more budget option. But if you're if you're moving off Shotter or Torres and you 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 know you're happy to spend the whole back, um, then you know Mount is obviously a bit of a step up from Kovacic probably in terms of reliability. Um, so yeah, seven point four. Um, so a bit cheaper than Jota, a bit more than Torres. Obviously, under ten percent ownership at the moment. Um, so, yeah, a reasonable differential. And I think there's a lot of focus on the Chelsea defence at the moment. People go in double defence and double defence and Lukaku, which I completely get. Um, but I think I think you, there's an opportunity with Chelsea's run coming up as well. You know, you could go for a midfielder, you know, maybe maybe a bit of a higher ceiling in, in FPL for, you know, how many points they could score in a single game. Um, so, yeah, we'll go on to Mason Mount. So if we bring up, if we can bring up the, uh, the numbers, Darren, on the next... Yeah, no problem at all. So if we compare him to the rest of the Chelsea midfield so far, um, so obviously we know Chelsea have got a good run coming up, so I'm not too concerned about comparing him to other midfielders in FPL at the moment because Chelsea's good run is coming up now. Um, so I'd expect all of his numbers to you know, improve over this period, whereas other players might, you know, they've had their good run. So you know, this is the point of it. Is, is catching them before they before their numbers boost. But if so, if you just compare him to his teammate so far, um, goal attempts, he's he's right up there, nothing in it really. Havertz just one more goal attempt. Um, shots in the box, Havertz is higher. Um, penalty area touches very similar. Shots on target the same as Havertz. Kovacic just got one more. Um, Jorginho is completely out of it for all of these stats. <laughs> He's, you know, uh, Jorginho, zero goal attempts, zero shots in the box, zero shots on target, um, only two penalty area touches so far, Jorginho. Um, so he's he's kind of out of the conversation, really, apart from penalties um, from what we've seen so far. Um, but, you know, Mount Havertz is a bit, bit more expensive as well, but Mount is kind of keeping pace with him in terms of, um, you know, attempts on goal. Um, but where Mount stands out compared to Havertz is the chances created. Um, so chances created so far, Mount 5, Havertz 1, Kovacic 5 again, um, Jorginho 4, big chances created, Mount 3, Havertz 0, Kovacic 1, Jorginho 0, crosses 19 for Mount, 1 for Havertz, 1 for Kovacic. So, so you can you can see Mount, Mount's kind of keeping pace with Havertz in terms of shots, although Havertz is shooting in the box more. But, um, you know, assist potential, Mount, it looks way out in front at the moment. 
Um, and also he was missing yesterday and um, uh, uh, not yesterday, sorry, on Saturday. And admittedly, I didn't see the game. But from what I heard, I've, I heard a lot of people saying, you know, they really missed Mount Link from fence to attack. So obviously Lukaku's in, clinical striker. Um, they've got a really nice run coming up. Um, I just think, I think Mount's got that double threat of goal and assists. Um, and I'd say in what we've seen so far, maybe, uh, maybe you know, being a slightly cheaper option for Havertz looks quite good. And I say it will be a differential to those people that have got double defence and Lukaku. Um, so I think that's worth a go. That's what I've done. So I'll be running with a spine of Christian Mount and Lukaku um, for Chelsea's run coming up. That's exactly what I've got. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much, Martin. I'm going to bring up another one. Is it going to be... Oh, it's me. Um, I've come for Aubameyang. Um, I'm not going to go as in as much technical detail as Martin. Um, I'm going to base a lot of it off of what I've seen and what I know. Um, I think that the Arsenal best 11 is now quite settled. I feel that that is only going to benefit Aubameyang. Um, we are pretty settled in that it is Saka on the right, Smith Rowe on the left and Odegaard behind. I think all three of those are providers um, and Aubameyang is is a good finisher. Uh, it's where it's why he struggled last season with the likes of Willian and uh, Pepe behind him. You know, they weren't able to create as many chances for him and, you know, he, he was unwell as well at times with malaria and stuff like that. Um, Arsenal's run um, the next five games, you've got the likes of Brighton, Palace, Everton, um, teams like that are coming up. So definitely games where I feel that he could score. Speaking of scoring, I do not believe it. Bloody Malpai just Malpai has just scored in pretty much the last kick of the game. Whoop, whoop! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's got like five in five. The boy's a legend. I fucking told everyone <laughs> from the start, don't sleep on my man Malpai. It better not be offside. I'm sure it's been given. Really lovely yeah. finish. Yes! Um, yeah, shout out to Anita as well from the Planet FPL Daily Show who also called out Malpai. Yeah, no, he wasn't offside. Yeah, love the keeper. Beautiful. Um, Got that in his locker. I mean, the only good thing... No, in fact, there's, there's nothing good. Well, there's nothing bad about it, I suppose, really. You know, not many people have Malpai. He's only about 2% owned. And... Not many people have Palace defence, so it hasn't really benefited anyone. Um, it has in my hands, <laughs> I've got oh, Palace defence. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, I mean, not many people own Harry Kane. He's only 5% owned. But obviously, um, you know, if you wanted to drop down to um, Aubameyang, save yourself a little bit of money there. Um, equally, if you wanted to move up, um, possibly from the likes of, Gabriel, you may have taken a punt on Jesus playing as a striker. You know, you could you could kind of move up to him. He's at a bit of an awkward price point, though, being 9.9 million. And if you look at the, the price listings, you've got Vardy, who's 10.4, and Firmino, who's 8.8 .8 either side of him. So he is a bit of a standalone kind of kind of player in that respect. Um, I think you do have some numbers for him, Darren, if you don't yeah, of course. Putting those up. Um, but yeah, I mean... I, I honestly do feel like Arsenal are, are in good form. Um, I'll read out what what's there for um, those on audio whilst the Brighton and Crystal Palace players are kind of semi-kicking off. 
Um, Sanchez is currently being restrained. Let's hope he doesn't get a yellow card for that, um, as I own him. Um, goal attempts, four. Attempts in the box, three. Attempts on target, two. Minutes per chance, 22.5. Um, he's actually scored five goals this season because obviously he got three goals in the League Cup and he missed the Brentford game um, in game week one. And I'm pretty sure, I may be remembering correctly, but I think he possibly came off the bench for Chelsea or he started, but he still wasn't 100% fit, one or the other. Um, so realistically, he's played Man City and then he's played the Norwich, Burnley and the Spurs games. Those are the games that I would probably judge him on. And Arsenal were pretty much a disaster in the Man City game. So Arsenal have kind of started their season again um, after that international break. And for me, one of the biggest plus points about Arsenal assets um, at the moment, um, just like Aston Villa assets, you could say, is that they have no European football. So, you know, they're getting a, you know, they're getting that, they're playing every Saturday, they're getting a full day or Sunday, then they're getting a full day's rest or, or a good, a good amount of rest. And, you know, they, they're really getting to work as a team, as a unit for, for a good few days before their next game and they're getting a chance to prepare for games properly. Ooh. Um, Go on, Darren. You didn't tell me it was a Veltman assist. Oh, I didn't notice that actually. Sorry. Um, If I you haven't, well done. Uh, but yes. Fan, I've got them both in fan team. Oh, happy days. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, no, so far, um, Aubameyang has had nine goal attempps. Six of them have been in the box. Three of them have been on target. Um, so, yeah, for me, I, I I can see him getting not too far from his numbers in season one and season two that he's been in the Premier League when he got around 20 goals. Um, I think he should be targeting sort of a minimum of 16 league goals this season. Um so, yeah, for me, I think he's kind of rediscovering his form a little bit. And Arsenal are in a in a better place at the moment, team spirit-wise. And, and he's a player that kind of plays with a smile on his face. And, you know, while things are going well, I can imagine him him doing well. Perfect. Thank you very much, Thomas. Me or Craig? Who's it going to be? It's going to be me because I get to choose. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. <laughs> no, Save the best till last, right? That is exactly what I was doing. Well done. And to be fair, I do like the player you've chosen, so it's right. Um, cool. So I went for Yuri Tillemans, which might have seen a little bit strange, really, considering that he's he's been more of a defensive sort of midfield. He doesn't get far forward uh, as opposed to sort of Madison Barnes, etc. in that Leicester. But he's really, really dangerous. Uh, I think he got the assist yesterday for one of Vardy's goals. Um, for me, I've talked about Yuri Tillemans for for a, for a number of years now, and I think he's now beginning to show much more what he's capable of. I think they've got a really nice run coming up. You know, they've got Palace. I, I, I wouldn't fear Man United at all. Uh, they've got Brentford. Then they've got Arsenal and Leeds. Again, both pretty pretty good games. Arsenal, you know, if Arsenal played like they played yesterday, it could be a pretty nice match to watch. Um but to back up sort of Tillemans' numbers from sort of how his performance against Burnley, et cetera, um, you can see the stats for themselves in, in all fairness. So goal attempts, he was the third uh, third highest goal attempts for the, in the team. Chances created, he was the first. So he's creating all those chances. He's getting those assists. That's the thing at the moment. Uh, he's, he's putting it on a plate for the strikers. I think with Vardy up top, you've always got a chance of, of them being scored, to be fair. Uh, his final his final third passes he's made twenty three against Burnley and that puts him in the in the in the first spot of the most final uh, third chances um, and his his overall performance in game week one to five so far 
He's had nine goal attempts, four chances created, one big chance. His final third pass has been 33. So I think he's definitely getting in the right positions. I think he's a fantastic young footballer. Um, he's very low owned, and that and that's that always surprises me. I think he's I think he's in my one of my draft, and he's getting me points week in week out. You know, he he picks them up. He's not probably a bad shout for Sky, believe it or not, considering he does make a lot of tackles and he does he always gets those passes. So I think for passing tier, etc., Tillemans isn't a terrible idea, uh, um, and especially if you want one or two assists. So, yeah, my pick was Yuri Tillemans. Um, probably not as attack-minded as all the guys you've gone for so far, but, um, you know, as a, as a sort of cheaper option, who's definitely scoring points at the moment and has got a good run, I think Yuri Tillemans is the man. There we go. I agree with Tillemans definitely in Sky. I did have him. Um, I think when you guys did a Sky the Sky pod without me, he did the team reels. I think he might even have been in my team at that point. Um, but he Sorry. ended up coming out. But um, yeah, no, I think he's definitely a good Sky asset. FPL not so much because of what how much he costs. You know, you can get other more attacking players for 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 um, equal amounts or, or even cheaper, but. No, definitely Sky shout for me. And Jaron, just so you know, uh, Malpai is on for three bonus points in FPL as well. That might give me 41 <laughs> for the week, which I'm not terrible over then, in all fairness. Yeah, I don't see the average probably changing really, as most people would have had Brighton defence really. So if they had anything in that game, so yeah, probably stay about the same. Craig, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Bit of bias here. Uh, with Ollie Watkins, so two price drops already, um, down to 7.3. Obviously, I think that was because he started the season injured, um, but he's been back in now the last couple of games, looked quite bright, only in 1.5% of teams. But the the big um, reason for including him is because of the teams we've just played in comparison to the teams we're about to play. So the last three games is since we've changed to play wing-backs, um, we were trying to find the way of playing sort of a 4-4-2 before with him and Ings up front when he first came back. It didn't really work. And then we've ended up playing 3-5-2 in the last three games. If you move on, Darren, to the other slide. slide. So we went 3-5-2 between game weeks four and six. And of all strikers in the league, Watkins had eight goal attempts in those three games. Bearing in mind, um, those games have been against Chelsea and Man United in there as well. So um, we've played Chelsea, we've played Man United and we've played Everton. And those three teams are all sort of towards the, the bottom end for in terms of giving up chances. So Watkins had eight goal attempts against those teams, which is seventh amongst strikers, six in the box, which is eighth, uh, four on target amongst strikers. I think only Antonio's had more shots on target amongst strikers in the last three game weeks than Watkins and two big chances. But I say that the, the big talking point is that we've played Chelsea Everton, Man United last three. And in sort of key defensive team stats for total attempts conceded, attempts in the box conceded and attempts on target conceded, they're all towards the bottom end of the league. They've not conceded particularly many chances. So he's got good numbers, Watkins, despite playing against teams that defensively have been pretty good and among the, among the better teams. If you look at them, they're pretty much all sort of in the top 10 for all of the, those key metrics, especially um, Everton and Man United. Attempts in the box conceded, Everton are the 18th best, oh, sorry, third best. And Man United are second best. So he's having shots against both of those two teams in the box, even though the stats are saying they've been teams that haven't given up many goal attempts in the box. So if he can do it against them, he should be able to do it against teams that are a bit more um, a bit more open at the back. He's got special players. So we'll have three slides for Watkins. If we go on to 
the last slide. This is the um, greedy. This is this is well, these are the three teams up next: is Tottenham, Wolves, Arsenal. Tottenham and Arsenal both away as well. I think notoriously last year we did quite a good job playing counter attacking away games, and he was one of the key components of that with his pace of movement on the break. So yeah, Tottenham next. They're fourth for um, attempts conceded. Arsenal seventh coming up as well. Um, again, Wolves are, are fairly good, but. Um, Tottenham and Arsenal, there's scope for Watkins. And attempts on target conceded, all three are in the, the worst 10 in the league. So Tottenham have conceded 32 on target, which is the third worst. Uh, Wolves 25, the ninth worst, and Arsenal 26, the eighth worst. So from playing three teams that are towards the bottom for attempts on target conceded, we're now playing three teams in the top half for that stat. So I wouldn't be surprised if his price went up again now. I'm slightly disappointed with myself. I didn't get him last week. I went Armstrong instead for Bamford. And I don't doubt that Armstrong's fixtures are still quite good for Southampton. But I think, given the choice again, I think I'd rather have Watkins for the next three than Armstrong for the next three. So I kind of regret actually not making the move and getting Watkins last week. Because I do like these next three games. And I think if he does well against Tottenham, I think people will be looking at him again. And then he goes into Wolves and Arsenal. So I think he's got that sort of SAR capability of going on a good run. And I, I, I don't think he'll be long before he's back up to at least 7.5, which is what he started the season it's worth pointing out all four players on this list have, are currently at a price lower than what they started the season. So it's obviously they are players that have underachieved sort of expectation yeah. up until now. Yeah. Watkins, I'm going down. I was just going to point out, do you remember when you were a kid and you used to grow Cress out of this head? <laughs> He's so, all about what, what Watkins' hairstyle looks like in the, in yeah, the image. Yeah, literally saw it and I thought I used to grow Cress out of that. Like, <laughs> a Cress head. Fair enough. I was going to just, I was going to say, um, Watkins was injured, wasn't he, at the very start of the season? Yeah, he missed yeah, he was, the yeah. first yeah. couple of games. And then I say then we played, tried to get him Ennings up front with four at the back. He was a bit disjointed and it wasn't really working. Oh, so we ended up it... then playing 3-5-2. For the, this is why I've started the stats from game week four, because that's when we've played 3-5-2. And yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, in terms of sort of when you've started stats and stuff like that, I mean, I'd be interested to know about, um, obviously, you mentioned Arsenal being, I think it was, was the seventh highest shots conceded. But I mean, we were, we were so open and awful defensively against um, Chelsea and Man City. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not big on the stats in that respect. I don't study stats like that. So I'd just be interested to see if defensively, stat-wise, we've improved at all in terms of... Uh, I thought you were quite open against Tottenham, to be fair. I think they should have... At what point? Well, at, at, at various points in the game, especially the second half. I mean, Kane Kane had a free header in the first half. He should have scored. They had another good couple mm. of opportunities. Obviously, they did score in the second half. Yeah, I thought. I thought although although, although Tottenham were terrible in the in the little phases where they did wake up, mm. they did create some chances, even though they were terrible over the ninety minutes. So he's playing well for Tottenham again. My man on Dombele. He's played the last two or three games and he's looked all right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think it's a bit more than yeah. those, I think it's a bit more than those couple of games where you gave up loads and loads and loads of chances. I still think the, the owners oh, will yeah, yeah. attack. I, I mean, think as well that might suit us if you come on to us a little yeah. bit and then at oh. home. Yeah, it would be. Um, sorry, just to put in from the chat, um, I forgot that Adam had mentioned this earlier, and now Glasto has also mentioned it that Trent hasn't travelled with Liverpool for the no, Porto game. Porto and game, now, no, he hasn't. I read it earlier. possibly could be injured for the Man City game this weekend. That's um, not... He was bent, He was my first bench anyway, actually. I was going to bench him this week. 
against mm-hmm. Man City. I don't think he'll keep a clean sheet, and I don't, I don't, I just got a feeling Man City are going to turn him over. I just, I cannot support benching Trent Alexander-Arnold. No way. Don't I think he's him. one of the best assets in the game, and I could never bench him. Yeah, personally. so's Mal Pai. No one fucking listened to me then. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, we are approaching the hour mark. Let us go on with the gaffer score. We don't ever show our gaffer, which probably it changes so much. But quick round of table, how did you do in gaffer this week? I'll go first because I was bloody brilliant. <laughs> 103, no chip. I'll take it. Gaffer really annoyed me this week because I thought I'd done well and then I had a big red arrow. I couldn't believe it. But what did um, you get? I had 93 uh, with a red arrow. But, oh, well. Yeah, it was just it was just a high scoring week, I guess. Just a high scoring week, but I suppose I, I suppose small mercies could have been could have been a lot worse. I suppose. Okay, I got one hundred and three. One hundred and three was it? No, I got a hundred. Yeah, one hundred and three minus four. Uh, I played the part of the bus chip, uh, and I had a fifth green arrow in a row. So I'm now up to 131st. I've played part of the bus as well. I only got 92. I got four 12 pointers in my defence, though. Dean, Furlong, McFadden and Egan. But attacking-wise, um, let me down a little bit. Gibbs, White and Surridge, the main culprits for not doing anything. I think Surridge needs to go this week. This Coventry guy that everyone's got in already um, may have to come in, I think. But um, Oh, Victor. Yeah, not, not the worst use of the chip, though, to get... I'm happy with 92, I think. So Vic, should... Yeah, Victor for Surridge, yeah. That, that would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I think the interesting thing for me this week was um, Nottingham Forest. I said when I did my gaffer preview last week, uh, this isn't just purely self-promotion. I think it's genuinely interesting. And if, if Steve Cooper comes in and plays the same system he did at Swansea, um, then Lowe could become an option, and he scored this week. Nottingham Forest from uh, from right fullback. Nottingham Forest are playing. Oh, just a reminder: Gaffer deadline is tomorrow. No, Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest this week are away to Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah, on the Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah, I've just seen it. Um, yeah, Gaffer deadline is twenty hours away. So yeah, tomorrow Gaffer deadline. Yeah, I think there's a fair few people that might be playing away dates tomorrow as well because Sheffield United are away, West Brom away, uh, Reading are away. Stoke, um, Stoker away, yeah. So that that's yeah. I, I mean, we're not too, too far. It. Yeah, yeah. No, that's also true. Um, because obviously game week one, and then I think it was something like game week five. Or yeah, six, one game weeks were um yeah, seven. I think it was yeah, one. I think I played was it seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, there were quite a few opportunities yeah, to I, play I'd already. Said a lot of people have blown that one. Um, um but yeah, I mean, we we you know we're only on we're we're nine game weeks in, so we're preparing for game week ten. So. It's not too far until we get the, the new boosts anyway. So Very true. We've got a question on that. Uh, we've got a very quick question for me, I think. FPL Buddy has said, can we now look at Blackburn defensively, the likes of Pickering, Travis, Sanchez and Ayala? No. I, st- I still don't... Fa- like, Yeah, we're playing well, but we are actually conceding every single game. I don't think there's been many games where we haven't conceded. Um we are still leaky defensively. Like, I have Kaminsky in goal because he does a lot of saves um, and you've got that potential for clean sheets, but I don't fancy the the Blackburn defence, to, to be fair, as a Blackburn fan. Um, midfield, slightly better, and obviously then you've got strikers, you've got um, Gallagher and you've got um, Brereton. 
Brereton, who's been uh, phenomenal, who I've just transferred in as well, actually, <laughs> this week. Um, but yeah, for me, no, I would certainly not be looking at the uh, at the Blackburn defence at the moment. Um, I don't even think many of them are getting uh, uh, getting that many assists. They're one of the teams that have got three away games in the next four weeks as well, which is probably less enticing for a transfer, I think. So that'd be the reason yeah. why I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I did. Ex- I mean, haven't looked at the, about that far forward against their fixtures. Their their expected goals against away from home is one point two three, um, and their expected goals for away is only zero point five as well. Also, not brilliant. No, I mean they are they are keeping the odd clean sheet here and there. They like that the Blackburn defense is rated is is. They are in the top, let's say, 15 to 20. They've got like two to three of their defenders in the top scoring defenders of of, um, of Gaffer at the moment. But they're still much better out there in terms of clean sheets and attacking returns. I mean, you can look at the Fulham and the West Brom defence way before you can look at the Blackburn in, in truth. And even now, Sheffield United have started to come up and started to play much better. So you could look at them before that. So, yeah, personally, I'd leave them. Um, Okay. It must be nice, sorry, Dad, I was just going to say, it must be nice, though, given Blackburn's form, to just even be in the conversation. Because from last last season, I don't think I owned or considered owning... Oh, no, of course we did. We owned um, Armstrong. But yeah. um, apart from that, you know, that was just because it was Armstrong. That like, You didn't look at anyone else in Blackburn, really. No, no. last um, year was the Armstrong show, uh, absolutely. But even the, the thing is with Blackburn, it's the same old. We start really strongly. We go crap in the middle. We look, we, go, we end up about 13th, 14th. Then we finish a bit, sorry, we end up a bit lower than that. Then we finish strong and end up, you know, 8th, 9th, mid table-ish. It, it Tony Mowbray's it. done that his whole career. I've made this point before. Tony Mowbray has been like that as a manager his whole career. Starts well first half of the season and then it all falls away. I don't know why, but it's, falls, he's consistently yeah, falls, done it at every club he's been at. It's weird. Falls apart in the middle, then he starts a little bit of a strong finish. I mean, even yeah, I mean that's Tony Mowbray. Yeah, uh, but Blackburn have been like that for years. You, they give a little bit of false hope. <laughs> is the way to describe. Well, you're that. currently in the playoff position. Currently, I'll stick, take it. So. I'll take it. See where we yeah. are at Christmas. Not long to go. That's scary. Tommy Strong has said in Gaffer. All right, this is the chip one. In Gaffer, when the chips reset, are they different chips to the first lot available? Yeah. <laughs> you may have one or two the same. Is that right? Yeah. We don't know what we're going to get, basically. They won't They won't, they won't be the, the identical set of chips. There will be some different ones. But which ones will drop, we, we just don't know. Yeah, I think they, they didn't last season at some point they put a poll out. Um, they think they put a poll out just to see what people were interested in in keeping and stuff like that. Me personally, I would I would take out the overhaul, for example, this time. Yeah, but I mean, I, I love the fact that there's six um, and three, you have to pick three. I think you get to you have to manage the team much yeah. more. Hopefully, they'll take out the multi captain because that one's just pointless. Like, there's, there's no point playing multi-captain when you get a vice-captain mm. anyway that scores 1.5. Mm. Yeah. Like, no... Unless you completely nail it, obviously. But, yeah, it's it's minimal upside, really, yeah. in terms of what the other ones can give you. So, like, part the bus, you can, you know, you can end up with sort of yeah, three part bigger the bus scores. Is a great one. But the thing is, part the bus, I think they've done it in the first bit. I, I, I wouldn't do that one as well, just to annoy everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. Neil Thompson, fellow Blackburn fan. He said, I am planning on playing away days in game week 11. Well, there's one. 
Uh, worried about both Wallace and Carvalho, and I need them in the team. Well, I mean, yeah. Is it worth transferring them out to be safe? I've never seemed to get the 100%. Well, okay, we never get 100% team new in the championship. It's just something that happens. Like, that's been there for the last... Well, when we, well I found it much more since playing Gaffer because I'm looking out for it. But yeah, championship team news is always so bloody hard to find. You Can I just normally... shout out at this point, um, Angus, um, who does tweet out um, ahead of every game week, yep. yeah, an injury list. So that's um, at Angus eighty one, Angus McPhail. Yeah, um, he's big in the Gaffer community. He's also an Arsenal fan. He's, um, in, but, he's in the correspondence chat. I mean, yeah. Right. So he he's you know he's really into his Gaffer, and um, yeah, he does um, often tweet out um, injury news. So oh, I remember a man who was into him. his Gaffer. He's no longer with us. <laughs> oh, Darren. I know. Um, Wallace and Carvalho. I've got Carvalho or Cavalio, however you want to fucking say it. Um, he's currently red flagged injury, but I thought it was just a little knock. He has missed two or three games now, though. But I, I personally don't think it's worth getting rid of him. I'd hold him actually. Um, Wallace, Wallace how's, how's Wallace been doing this year? That's Jed. I'm, I guess that he means because there's two Wallaces, isn't it? I'm Jed Wallace, Mill, Mill, Miller away to Barn. So I assume that Jed Wallace has been doing very well. Yeah, he has. Um, so he's the second highest scoring midfielder. Yeah, he was last year as well, wasn't he? So I, I, yeah, I keep up, obviously good. what what we don't know in this question is what what his bench is like. Has he got options coming off the bench or not? But yeah, I'd be inclined to hold Wallace Carvalho. I think Coventry away is probably a slightly tougher game than Millwall have got. So if you wanted to, you know chop one and keep the other just to make it a bit safer I would keep Wallace and chop Carvalho because I don't think there's any guarantee he'd come straight back into the team anyway if he's just had an injury Who's the um, highest scoring think... midfielder in Gaffer? He's John Swift by a mile I would have thought 100% Swifty Remember that? Remember when we before Gaffer? When we when before the season launched and you and me <laughs> Martin you said don't go for Elagio or whatever it was go for Swift and I was like all right, I'll do that because you're the Reading fan. Really? 97 points better off because of that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, crazy, crazy numbers. Appreciate that. Um, perfect. So last question for Gaffer. Jordan has asked, should I get Zamora in for Furlong or Townsend? I've got both Furlong and Townsend. Yeah, yeah. same. I've got, I've got Zamora, Furlong and Townsend. <laughs> Very nice. That's where you want to be, in my opinion. But yeah, if you're if you're set on chopping one of them for Zamora, I would chop Townsend because he's now playing um he's now playing on the left side of a back three, whereas Townsend is still playing as a genuine wing back. So Townsend's dropped a little bit. Furlong is still very much up the pitch, still very much shooting on sight, getting crosses into the box, all that kind of thing. Um so yeah, I definitely would not be getting rid of Furlong at the moment. Um, Who's playing left wing back now? Uh, good question. I can't remember it's off my head. Let me bring it up. Maybe I'll sell him as well then, if that's happening. Um, I mean, so... while you're looking, while you're looking at that, I mean, I've personally, if he doesn't want to bring him in, I've also got Bulldog, and I bought in. Uh, I think Craig, you might know his name. It's Norrington somebody. Oh, from the... Sheffield United. Yeah. So I've yeah. got I've got, a, I've got a, my backline are all stripes: double West Brom, double um, Sheffield United, and then. Zamora as well. So. Uh, it's it's um it's Adam Reach that's now playing in front of Connor Townsend. Okay, he's a midfielder, isn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, keep Furlong, chop Townsend if you if you're determined you want to chop one of them. Perfect. And last but not least, oh, that was the guess. Last not but not least is our little finish up question, and it comes from Renarid Nine, as 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 it often does. And he is asked, <clears throat> excuse me, who and it, who is the one player who played for one of your biggest rivals that you just couldn't hate him? Mine is Ian Wright, a Spurs fan. I mean, for I do me, hear quite good. a lot of people. I'm going. I was just going to say, I do hear a lot of people saying that about Ian Wright. Actually, that you know, lots of people love Ian Wright, even oh, like Chelsea fans, Spurs fans, you know, I mean, United fans. For me, the big obviously Blackburn's biggest rivals is Burnley, and in fairness, Burnley didn't really get into my view. Obviously, I knew we were rivals, but they didn't get into my view in terms of players until more recently in the Prem. So for me, it's more, it's quite difficult. I, I don't know like past players who were probably quite good. So it's more very up to date for me when it comes to a rivalry and players. So like players I quite like in, in, in the Burnley team, like, uh, you know, I'd love a striker like Chris Wood, for instance. I don't dislike Chris Wood. Um, uh, Mick Neal uh, is a fabulous player. Don't, you know, he seems to uh, one guy I've always thought seemed quite funny, and, and what I've seen him in interviews and always seemed to uh, always seemed to write was um, James Tarofsky as well. Did you oh, in the prim together, Darren, or had you gone down by the time they came up? I think we had already been down by the time they pretty so you've sure. not even played, you've not, there's been no crossover in terms of both you being at the top together then. No, really. I don't think there has been actually. I don't think there has been. No, no. Mm. go on, Thomas. Who's your, who's your one Tottenham player that you like? And- uh, uh, so Campbell, <laughs> little bit of a cheat, but we'll take it. <laughs> That's my answer. Yeah, it's okay. No, um, I, I couldn't help but respect Gareth Bell's ability. Um, who Gareth Bell's? Oh, Gareth Bell's playing ability. Um, yeah, I mean, Son, I, 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 I do quite like Son to be fair, although, um. I don't like him like him, but yeah, I can respect his ability. But Sol Campbell is my answer, just for Ronerid. <laughs> Martin? Go on, Martin. Well, so difficult... Who's Reading's rivals? Well, exactly. So historically, Reading's rivals are Swindon and Oxford, but in my lifetime, Reading have like really kicked on and sort of left them for dust. <laughs> um, that's just the reality of it. So, um, so that yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one for me because if... Pick a team you just don't like. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. There are some teams that I don't that I just don't like. But I thought oh, I don't want to lose us. I don't want to lose us listeners. But <laughs> uh, don't <laughs> worry, I'll do that. Don't, like. <laughs> don't worry, yeah, I got I that know. well fucking sewn up. That's my demographic. <laughs> it's a. I don't know. It's a. It's a really tough one. I've. I struggled to come up with an answer, but I mean, to be honest, when. Um, there was there was a little bit of a rivalry with West Ham for a while because they stole Alan Pardew from us, mm. um, which worked out fine because we got Steve Coppel in, which was even better. Um, but that did create a bit of a rivalry at the time. And I must admit, even though um, even though most Reading fans hated West Ham, and you know when they when they came to play us, it was always it was always a spicy game. Um, I actually. I actually didn't mind them at that time. I thought they had quite a good team. This is when they got to the FA Cup final against Liverpool. And, you know, they got promoted and Nigel Rio Coca and Carlton Cole and Anton Ferdinand were doing well. Rio Coca. And, um, yeah, most, most Reading fans like weren't enjoying that at all. But I actually, I actually didn't, didn't mind them because, because we ended up better off anyway. We got Steve Coppel in and we had the best period in our history. So I kind of didn't mind West Ham when most Reading fans 
hated them. I guess that's, that's all I can do for you. <laughs> Craig, last but not least. Uh, the obvious answer is probably Bellingham because um, yeah. Birmingham obviously <laughs> sent people to get that point. Huh? Probably, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite hard to dislike a young English player that's making big waves abroad and potentially a future England player. Going back a little bit more, when Birmingham was sort of a Premier League team, I'll, I'll, I'll say Christoph Dugary. My reason for not wanting to dislike him, though, is because my first championship manager that I played was 97-98. Um, and I actually signed him on that game for Aston Villa and won the, the European Cup, Champions League, whatever you want to call it. So I've always got a bit of a soft spot for Dugary because he was my goal scorer in a Champions League final on my first championship manager. And then Birmingham signed him about a year after. But it was, it was quite hard not to like him. So... Lovely stuff. Well, there we go. Pod finished. How are you feeling, guys? Knackered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time for bed. <laughs> yeah, it is tiring, isn't it? Right. Like it. Subscribe. Please follow us. We love yeah, it. Yeah, we, we haven't done that for a while. We haven't asked for that for a little while. So we yeah, don't, yeah. We're not beggars. We don't often ask. I was looking, we, we won't beg. I was looking at the channel analytics the other day, and we do have a significant amount of people that watch our youtube videos either live or afterwards that aren't subscribers so guys please do hit the subscribe button it does make a difference yeah we, we do really appreciate it and obviously we run competitions and give out prizes which not a lot do so you know come on yeah i've got a competition ready to go um but i just need to see a few more subscribers before i can launch it i agree totally agree um i also need to get me banking <laughs> to pay well for- no this one's a this one's a free bar uh, oh. no it's not free it's not nice. free, but we we yeah, we have to chip in. But um, to get the you know be signed, I know what it is. Uh, I know what yeah. it is. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. We yeah. need people to subscribe before we do it. Right? Yes, Should I call full time on this? Yep. Yep. Get your whistle go. out, Darren. Yeah, get my little whistle out. Brilliant. Never going to be old. That is it. Bye. See you there, guys.